laughing all the way to the bank. of the spread brothers it's me yours truly jordan aka jl as always with my brother co-host marcus aka marky mark man that felt good marcus couple of weeks uh took a little hiatus marcus what do we got to pick up where where do we got to pick up at after being away these two weeks what what's on the forefront of your mind on the nfl landscape for this week it's the home stretch i mean we're sitting at i think 53 percent right now which isn't bad i haven't been holding my way you've been hotter than a pistol the last about four weeks we didn't bet last week because that week sucked so we don't need to talk about like that last week was like a scratch and then we just took a little vacation just so we're fresh and ready down the stretch so, well, we had a, a combination of technical issues. You had left some equipment you need to record in a different state. Yeah. I left my a piece of my audio recording equipment in Detroit. So, didn't have that. Have it now. So, we're back. And then also, I got really sick. I went to like a Polish wedding, the one with the meat buffet, I think if you remember. Yeah, how was the um, meat buffet? No, okay, we okay. We need to talk about the meat buffet now. It was great. It was a lot of meats. Uh, I ended up having a lot of salmon. So there was a mix of surf and turf. I went with smoked yeah. salmon, just a huge like a couple of huge fillets, smoked salmon. It, it was how delicious. Is, I, how is smoked salmon? I've always just baked it or grilled it. I've never smoked a salmon. It's good. I mean salmon. It's hard to get salmon to do too much else because it's such a strong flavor. It's just but salmon. Right. But it, it just uh it gets a little bit different texture. It has a little bit more like a I don't want to say mushy, but it gets a little bit more I guess like homogenized. Mushy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um gets more mushy. Sorry. It's like close to dinner time right now and I'm starving. Yeah, I'm hungry too. Um but yeah, the meat buffet was great. I think it was a super spreader event, though. Both me and my fiance were sick for like two weeks after that. So uh, I am kind of pissed we didn't have a podcast last week because I ended up making a. I took my three picks just like I always do, and I parlayed the three picks I like. They all hit. So my three and no streak is still alive. I'm bringing that heat into this week. Excited to do that. Yeah, it was a mixture because we. I forget. The two weeks are running into each other. I think we may have were going to record last week, and then I couldn't because I left something in Detroit. Um, There was one week we just didn't even talk about picks at all, even like between the two of us. So I think there's always a couple weeks in the NFL that kind of suck. And I think the last couple, even though you've still been hot, I think – the last couple weeks have been kind of shitty, but I look at the slate this week and I'm like, oh, good. There's actually like games I'm excited to watch. So, yeah, definitely better matchups this week. I mean, I think there were like five teams who didn't play last week. So we weren't even getting like the full slate. 
We're back to a full slate. We're back at the back at the dinner table with all the fixings that we like, all the selections. So this this good news. Before we jump into our picks for this week, I think um, there's at least one thing I want to talk about because it's been a theme on this show, and it's the impact TikTok is having on NFL football <laughs> and yeah, the pandemic within a pandemic that's going on with TikTok. Marcus, you had your finger on the pulse of this TikTok issue very early on in studying the behavior of Jackson Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs as a whole. Um, They seem to have been plagued by this new social disease we know as TikTok. It's really coming to the forefront, which I think is interesting because you, you called this like week two. You're like, what's going, something ain't right. Jackson Mahomes was immediately on your radar. Now, Barstool's posting about him every single day of the week. So, just how did you know, Marcus? Like, what? I, I'm flabbergasted. I'll say this up front. I just think the Chiefs aren't that good this season. I don't know what happened. But when I look at Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't look as confident. He looks sluggish. He's looked sluggish. That whole team, they just look off. And then it's hard to ignore the fucking antics on the sideline of his dickhead brother and his crazy fiance or wife. I don't even know if they're married. I don't know. And then now Tyron Matthews on Instagram calling all of Kansas City fans toxic. So that just shows you right there that that locker room pays attention and is very active on social media. So they see Jackson doing that bullshit. And there's, you know, you know there's guys in that locker room shaking their heads, being like, hey, Pat, when are you going to shut this shit down? Like, seriously, if that was my little brother and I was an NFL quarterback, I'm like, you do? Especially when he danced on uh, the football team, the ceremony they did. For Sean Taylor? Yeah. Dan- he did if a TikTok I- dance on a guy who blew his head off in a parking lot's number. It was roped off for a reason. If that was my little brother, I'd be like, dude, you do some shit like that again, you will never be allowed at a game, ever. Give him the Aaron Rodgers treatment. I just think, well, you know what's funny? Look who's winning. People gave Aaron Rodgers shit for kind of turning off on some toxic parts of his family. Patrick Mahomes may want to take a note from Sharon, whose serotonin levels are level now. He is playing amazing. He looks so. He looks like Aaron Rodgers again. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, but if you're Patrick Mahomes, I think it just shows like leadership issues. Like you can't tell your little brother to to cut the shit. Like there's guys in that locker room who have to be annoyed by it. Have to be. I mean, is that is that crazy to say? Do you agree with me? That is not crazy to say. I I mean, I think especially when you're not winning a team's going to start looking for things and start saying, what the fuck's going on here? When you're winning, you can let stupid shit fly by and you don't seem to notice it. But when you're only through seven weeks of the season, thrown nine interceptions, you're playing, you know, keeping games close with teams that normally would just be blowouts. And, you know, the personnel hasn't necessarily changed too much. So, 
there's something going on. There's a mental football's a mental game, just like every other sport. There's a mental aspect, whether it's the the big payday for Mahomes or the things that are coming that are outside of him within his personal life that are affecting him in that way. But I think that uh, it's a part of being a professional, and he's not dealing with it very well. So uh, I, I don't think it's crazy to to key in on that at all. I just when I look at Patrick Mahomes, I don't he doesn't seem happy. Like what made Mahomes great, and it's kind of biting him in the ass in a way now, is his ability to be creative and make these throws, but teams are catching on to that and he isn't like I, I don't want to say smart enough because I think he's a smart guy, but he is trying to do too much in the face of defense is figuring out like well if we just put pressure on him he's gonna do some crazy shit and throw the ball and i mean he what was the stat he has more interceptions through six weeks or like five weeks than he had all of last season so something's up and they don't really have that many personnel changes as as far as my knowledge and they just look like a totally different football team so yeah, and I, I think, too, like, defenses are going to figure out quarterbacks, and that's why you see a, t- a typical style of play at quarterback in the NFL a lot because at a certain point you have to play the position the way it's meant to be played to, to win in NFL games, and uh, there's only a few quarterbacks in the league who are doing that right now. I would say Aaron Rodgers being one of them. Really like what uh, Josh Allen's doing. I hate to say this, but I... I <laughs> I kind of like what Jared Goff's been doing uh, uh, with the Lions. I like what he's been doing there. Mac Jones has come out as a rookie and shown that he can play, you know, pro-style NFL quarterback at, you know, in his first year. I think the sky's the limit with Mac Jones. But um, anyway, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to sort out a lot of a lot of shit uh, in the next coming years if he wants to stick around as a, you know, a household name in the league. Well, yeah, and like like having a Hall of Fame career, like it's they may not make the playoffs. They're three and four. If they, I'll say this: the spread's ten. If they lose somehow to the Giants at home this year, I mean, does Jackson Mahomes show up for another game? If they lose to the Giants, he should he should be banned from Arrowhead. If the Chiefs are somehow to lose this weekend, well, you'd think the team would have to have some degree of, I guess, uh, advisory on if Jackson Mahomes is allowed to be as involved as he is. I mean, he's allowed on the sidelines. I, I don't I can't imagine Pat Mahomes just throws him a lanyard and he's good. Like there has to be these talks going on. There has to be. If not, maybe I don't know. Maybe we're petty and I don't know. No, <laughs> now I'm back I don't, questioning I don't myself know. like you were. I, I hate talking like I, I hate the fact that I'm that I talk about this douchebag, but I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. Like I wish he would get his stupid ass sideshow, no talent having brother just up in the box 
and stop and just stop making a fool of himself and Patrick Mahomes. It's it's annoying, but that's all I have to say. I hope the Giants win. I think it'd be hilarious and just see this ship burn to the ground, but we'll see. I can't believe I just said Jared Goff like as one of the top three pro style NFL quarterbacks. But no, he you, is a pro style quarterback. You just said that you you are making a point a lot in the NFL to be competitive in the NFL, just to stay in games. The Lions haven't been embarrassed. I think what the Chiefs are doing is almost more embarrassing as far as expectations go than what the Lions are doing. The Lions have battled. Yeah, they. They do things well for what they have, for sure. Yeah. So, no, I I know I know what you were trying to say. Yeah, I just the like the I I think the pro style type of quarterbacks are just naturally going to have uh, if golf, more more of a home in the league. If golf just didn't have those tiny hands, he'd be fine. But he's got those mini those junior whopper hands. <laughs> he needs a he needs a Grand <laughs> Mac hands. Yeah, I mean, he, have you ever he, measured like your hands? Five guys triple. Do you know how big your hands are? My hands? Yeah, I got pretty big hands. I don't know. I got nine and a half inch hands. How? Do, wait, where do you measure? You measure from your pinky to your thumb. Pinky to my thumb? Yep. Spread your hand out, and then whatever the distance is from your pinky to your thumb, and your thumb. That's that your hand. About, that's about eight and a half, probably. Yeah, most people are around nine. Most men, I think, eight and a half, nine. I don't know. I feel like I've always I can palm I can palm a basketball. Yeah, you're probably closer to nine inches then. I, I bet our listeners are loving this conversation. <laughs> any any more uh, body measurements we want to go through while we're on the topic? Um, no, because we know where this is going to go. Um. <laughs> li- Anything else? I've been watching a lot of hockey lately. I went, once we took this little Spread Brothers break, I've been binging hockey because the Blues started out hot. They lost finally, but yeah. And then the Blackhawks, your your town, they're in town tonight. So I had to tune into that. Other than that, that's about what I've been doing last couple weeks. I've been just taking a break from football and uh, watching a ton of hockey. I've been playing a lot of hockey on Xbox. The new NHL came out, so I've been grinding Chell. He's playing yeah, a lot top, of Chell. I'm top 30 in the world. We won't bring it up. But <laughs> online plays too, it's just too much. Everyone I play is good, and when I beat people, they message me and call me a pussy, and it just is <laughs> for no reason. And uh, I can't help it. I'm better than them. Chopping onions, baby. <laughs> Chopping onions. I'm glad you said that. I haven't I haven't thought of that term. Yeah. I, I by the way, backstory on chopping onions. So, me and Marcus were playing NHL one night, and whenever we, you know, you're coming down the ice, you got the you got the puck in front of you, and you start deking back and forth real fast. And I was like, dude, that's like I'm out here chopping onions. And I was I was like, that is a great saying for hockey. If that's not a saying for hockey, it needs to be. And I looked it up. It is. People have been saying it a while, apparently. My favorite hockey slang is puck bunnies, which are girls who dig hockey players. I can't skate, so it doesn't apply to me. And then um, packing a bomb 
is when you throw in a chew right before your shift. So like mid game, you get a can of chew, throw in a bomb, and then go into your shift. I think those are hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of like hockey lingo. I feel like in hockey guys are kind of like a club of all their own. So been trying to study up on on the jargon. Put it where mama keeps the peanut butter. Yep, that's a good one. That's another good one. Top Hockey's shelf. Hockey's awesome. I love hockey. It's just an all-American. Well, I don't even know how popular hockey is the rest of the world. Is it? I know like Russians and Canadians love hockey, but I mean, NHL, dude, like it's an Olympic sport. It is. Yes, it is. So, but um, sorry to go off on that tangent. No, no. I I want to add one more thing to the hockey piece. They play like fucking eighty five games a year. That's crazy. Eighty two. Yeah, it's crazy. What the hell? How do how do these guys like? And they play till they get old. It's insane. Like how do I I do not understand that. I think it's maybe the lack of friction on the ice. Hockey is the most physically grueling sport. I think. For these guys. Like, hockey seasons are intense, especially if you make it to the playoffs. I mean, it's seven-game series all the way through. They don't have any five-game series to start out the playoffs. Maybe I'll start letting you pick a hockey game as one of your picks every week just because you you seem to keep keep your eye on it. But I feel like it's hard to get edges in hockey. Just a lot of crazy shit goes on. No pun intended there. That's a skating term. Keep your edge. (laughs) It's hard to... Hard to keep your edge in hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're so the pucks just kind of slipping around. It's like too many variables. It seems like to like bet and predict, but I don't know. What do I know? All right, Marcus, let's get into it. We got six picks as per usual. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off. If you're okay with that, Marcus, kick it. A little bit of an unusual week for me. I'm not betting an over this week. I looked at this slate, and I honestly didn't see a single game where I like the over. So I'm going to take an under, starting with an under. First pick of the week, I'm taking Dolphins at Bills, under 24.5 in the first half. Under 24.5, first half, okay? Here's why I like this pick. Okay. This Bills defense is really good. They don't give up a lot of deep balls. They they have one of the best. I think they are the best deep coverage team in the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa already struggles to get the ball deep, so I think this this Bills defense is just going to be able to tee off on the Dolphins. Um, you'd think the Dolphins' plan of attack would probably try to get the ball on the ground, get the ball a little bit more horizontal on the field to try to create some space against this defense that flies for the Bills. Um, if I was the coach for the Dolphins, I'd do everything I could to get this game started slow. And I, I really don't think uh, the Dolphins are just going to have much luck overall on offense. And then I don't mind the Dolphins' defense, although I should because they've been they've been getting pieced up the last couple of weeks, especially having a bad showing uh, against the Falcons. You know, not the best look. They gave up, I think, uh, 30 to the Falcons. Never good. But I would say even if they give up, you know, around 30 points to the Bills, I don't think um, I don't, I don't think they're going to even score enough to, to you know, for the total over, is I think it's 48 and a half. But I, I just want to get in and get out on this game. I think you're, the Bills probably go into the locker room with a 
you know, 17, 7, 17, 3, 14, 3, somewhere in that range at halftime. Um, and that's even if it gets sweaty. I don't think it's going to be that sweaty. So under 24 and a half, first half, Dolphins, Bills. Marcus, your pick. You said get in and get out. I'm going to give another get in and get out pick. I've already talked about it. Giants, plus 10. The Chiefs are broken. Toxic fan base. Toxic siblings. Toxic fiancés. Giants, plus 10. That's it. You go. No no other analysis on that, huh? Well, I I mean, at this point, no. you got to keep betting against the Chiefs. So, in 10 points, I mean, 10 points is 10 points. We'll take it. Giants haven't looked uh, too bad either. Okay. My next pick, uh, I'm getting chalky here. I usually don't like taking uh, home favorites that much, but I got to do it this week. The Browns are taking on the Steelers. They're a four-point favorite. I love this pick. Steelers just are not a good team this year. They're, you know, they're going to do what they can to, to hang in these types of games. Uh, they're, they're just not going to be able to this year. Um, offensive problems are plenty for this team. It's not going to be better this week. I mean, the roster for the Browns, I know they got a lot of injuries, but this team's special because they got so much depth. I mean, they got studs deep at, at so many positions. So I, I think this... Uh, you know this this four points should be an easy cover for the Browns. I see. I, I don't understand why this wasn't a seven point spread, six and a half. Um, Baker Mayfield's supposed to play this weekend, despite having a torn labrum, broken shoulder, which is fucking crazy. Um, it also, Cream Hunt apparently might be making a return, so we'll see. I think it might be game time, but it probably won't matter. I think the Browns embarrass the Steelers Browns minus four Marcus your pick my next pick is a team I've been pretty big on all season they're getting points against a team I'm not a huge fan of Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota plus three Cowboys are getting three big game from Dak here huge game from Dak here I like the over two so if you don't, if you're a little iffy on this spread, bet the over. But I really like the Cowboys plus three. Probably you'll take Cowboys money's line. Um, Minnesota's not the caliber of team Dallas is. Dallas, this is a game Dallas should win. I love so, the over on this game. Uh, Dallas plus three, even a Dallas money line if you really want to wet the beak. And then, yeah, I just think my analysis is Dallas is a way better football team that I think could really make some noise this year so Dallas plus three hell yeah I agree with you on the kind of like flex pick over because apparently Kirk Cousins is one of like the best quarterbacks against man-to-man coverage Cowboys love to play man-to-man so I think this game has potential to turn into a shootout two good quarterbacks defenses are meh on each side too so um Cowboys to me have the potential to be in the you know in the dance when this thing comes out comes down to it at the end of the year. So, Marks, you've been riding the Cowboys hard. I love them. I I really like the Cowboys. I like their weapons. Um, I think Mike McCarthy's done a great job. And Dak, like I told, I tweeted out 
Give me Dak over Patrick Mahomes. I said it. Boom. I'd take Dak Prescott over Patrick Mahomes right now, any day of the week. I agree with that. All right. My pick, last pick for me here. Rounded things out with a home dog. We talked a little bit about this team earlier in the podcast. I'm taking the Lions plus three and a half at home versus the Eagles. Here's why I like the pick. The Lions do, like I said, they do a lot of little things well. They haven't been necessarily embarrassed, but they seem to just, you know, be coming up short week after week. They're going to pick up a win against the team. And I think this Eagles team is probably one of the better matchups they're going to see for the rest of the year. The Eagles, things seem to be falling apart for them as every week goes by. Like parts of the team we thought were good are just kind of like, oh, well, we're seeing the flaws and maybe they're not who they thought we they were. Um, at the beginning of the season, they do have a good rush up front for the most part. Their defensive backfield, however, is just terrible. The Lions on the other side of the ball, great offensive line. They're doing a good job protecting golf, even though, you know, it's quick throws, a lot of dinking and dunking, but golf's comfortable back there. I think they're going to neutralize the strength of this Eagles team being their D line in that rush. I think they're going to get the ball out quick. They're going to move the ball well. I like the over in this game as well, but Lions are going to get a victory or two. Um, Surprising they haven't. This is, I mean, I just, I look at this line as, (laughs) uh, it's, I hate to pick it, but at the same time, I'm going to feel like a genius when it does. Uh, Lions plus three and a half at home versus the Eagles. That's my last pick. I love it. Um, so you picked a home dog. I'm going to bet against a home dog for my last pick. Saints are getting four and a half at home. I'm taking the Bucks minus four and a half. I was big on the Saints earlier in the year, but I've seen some issues and I'm not too thrilled about. So I think this is a game the Buccaneers could really run away with. I think it may ma- they match up great with the Saints. Brady's going to have a huge day. And uh, I think this could be a little low scoring. I don't see the Saints really putting up too many points. They've had some offensive struggles. So I think the Bucks will win by, you know, a couple scores. Definitely cover four and a half. That's my last pick for NFL. So I got Bucks minus four and a half, Cowboys plus three, Giants plus ten. Hell yeah. And on that Bucks pick, um, I think Jameis, if, if they're going to have any success, Jameis is going to have to get the ball out quick and be really decisive. Uh, Bucks love to blitz. I think they're going to try to turn up the heat on him and uh, see if he can, you know, make mistakes like the Jameis we all know. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a bad matchup for, for New Orleans. Marcus, that's, that's six picks. Uh, we did it. We're back. I'm going to cover all six picks again here really quick, and we're going to send this thing off into the sunset. Here we go. Giants plus 10 at Kansas City. Cowboys plus three at Minnesota. Bucks minus four and a half at New Orleans. Under 24 and a half. First half. Dolphins, Bills. Browns minus four. Versus the Steelers. Lions plus three and a half. Versus the Eagles. Marcus, 
Any closing thoughts for this week's episode? No, that's all I got. Glad to be back. Back in the saddle. Feels good. It feels great. That's all we got. Follow us on Twitter at the Spread Bros. We have been posting some pics there. So, other than that, we will see you guys next week for week nine. Parlay all the picks, baby. We haven't done it yet. We're due. We are due. Good luck, everybody. Have a great weekend.